Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. And I made the mistake of taking a drink of water when you said that. <laughs> and she almost spit everywhere. And I'm Becky Gremlin. And it's Wednesday, and we're here to bring you all things spooky, because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And it's the night before Halloween. I'm so excited. We're not going <laughs> to talk like this <laughs> And guys, I'm just really excited because tomorrow's Halloween and I'm sitting here in full makeup and it's great. And we're not going to tell you what it is because we already figured out that we said it on a previous podcast if you guys were paying attention. But if you weren't, we're not going to tell you. Someone's going to go back and be like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> we know we've got those fans out there like, I know which one it was. Well, don't spoil it if you know, but. Everyone's been doing a good job not spoiling it. You know who you are. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sitting here in full makeup recording this podcast, and it's kind of great. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to do this every time. Even though, to be completely honest with you, I keep forgetting it's on my face, and I keep wanting to scratch my face, and then I'm like, oh, God, no. Like, don't, don't, don't touch my face. Like, why I don't wear eye makeup. That's why I don't wear makeup most of the time, because I can rub my eyes. Really? Yep. You go to rub your eye, and you're just like, damn it! Do you pull your eye away and you're like, that's like $7 worth of makeup right there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's on your fucking hand. Well, and then one eye looks crazy while the other eye looks perfect. And, and then you're raccooning get, it. Get, and yep, it's the just... whole time. Then you just give up and just, yeah. Just so guys, up. happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Our favorite, our favorite, our favorite, our favorite. It's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it really is. Creepy, spooky skeletons. Like, if you don't, I just, ugh, this season makes me so fucking happy. And for all of you people that are like, Christmas is coming, wait until at least Friday before you start piping your mouths. <laughs> oh my god, so many people just want to shove Christmas down your face, like, already. I'm Christmas is say- like a religion. Everyone just wants to shove it in your mouth. <laughs> well, it's a religion to retail true companies. That's all I'm going to say about that. But anyway, <laughs> none of my business. As I as I <laughs> plug my bath bombs at the end, <laughs> and then at the end she's going to be like, "So Christmas, I'm going to have a Christmas. Buy my shit. No, um, buy all my shit. <laughs> buy all of it. But no, it's just I will say this that I noticed this year that I really appreciated is that a lot of stores had Halloween stuff like two weeks into September, which was really awesome. But then it seems like two weeks before November, you're already pulling the shit out. Two weeks before November, they're putting out Christmas stuff at the same time they're putting Halloween stuff out. Half the stuff is Christmas, half the stuff is Halloween. And it's like, I will say praise to Kroger's because Kroger's it's, there's been very few Kroger's that I have seen that have had any, if, if any Christmas stuff up, bless, they're still selling their pumpkins. <laughs> they're still selling their Halloween candies. They still have their Halloween stuff up. So praise Kroger for that. If, if anything, thanks but Kroger. Thanks Kroger for that. So, so tonight guys, we are talking about our haunted location, which is the gunpowder factory, which is located just about, 20 minutes from here or so in Kings Mills, Ohio, which is very close to Kings Island. If you've ever heard of Kings Island, which is one of the biggest theme parks in America. Yep. Very popular. Hundreds of thousands of people visit it every year. Um, Before we get into Peter Carter's Gunpowder Factory real quick, uh, I just want to make special mention. This has nothing to do with horror, but um, 
if anybody out there is uh, familiar with, you know, like 90s movies and comedy, um, a legend died yesterday. Uh, John Witherspoon, he was 77 years old. Um, everybody, if, if, if you've been living under a rock um, or haven't been, everybody has seen Friday. Everybody has seen Friday. Everybody quotes Friday. It was Ice Cube's first movie. It basically made Chris Tucker's career before um, the movies he made with Jackie Chan. I mean, that that character, you got knocked the fuck out. I mean, there's so many lines in that movie. Like, it just, and he, that is where everybody remembers him. He was Pops, you know, like licking his fingers, like, every time I come in the kitchen, you always in the kitchen. Like, he just standing there having a whole conversation with his son while he's shitting in the bathroom and then he comes out of the bathroom like don't nobody go in there for about 35 45 minutes <laughs> i mean that's still like one of the funniest lines i've seen that movie a million times i watched it again today like i kind of skipped didn't do any horror today had to watch friday because i i will miss him he's so funny he he was brilliant he was in the comedy world for many 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 years um there's a great Joe Rogan episode that he did a couple months ago with his son, JD, who does the best impression of his dad. And it was one of the funniest Rogan podcasts he had had in a long time. I laughed till my ribs hurt. And yeah, so he will be missed. And uh, I just wanted to make special mention of that real quick. If anybody had find out, had found out, or you guys didn't know, um, he was also, if anybody watched the Wayans brothers, Sean and Marlon um, this was kind of post in living color, pre white chicks and scary movie. They had a show on the infancy of the CW, um, that was called the Wayans brothers. And it was on for about four or five seasons. And, um, John Witherspoon played their dad. He was also the voice of the grandpa from the cartoon boondocks that was based on a comic strip by Aaron Magruder. And, uh, he also played a bum on black Jesus, which is, they just brought it back on adult swim. It is one of the funniest shows on there. I highly suggest everybody watch it. There's been so many guest stars on it. Um, Charlie Murphy was in the first season before he died. Rest in peace to him. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Like I said, I know it's not horror related, but I was really bummed out when I found out this morning. And, um, if anybody loves John Witherspoon as much as I do watch something that he did watch his comedy special on Netflix, watch him on Joe Rogan, watch Friday, watch all the Friday movies. Cause they were all hysterical. Um, yeah, he was just the best. So rest in, rest in peace. And condolences to his family. Again, like I said, his son, JD, is so funny. So I hope he he will definitely carry on the legacy of his dad, for sure. So, um, yeah. Condolences so on a brighter to, note. Condolences to, uh, from me as well to all of his family. And, um, yeah, that really sucks. I didn't follow him as much as Becky did, but I knew he was. And he was, he was a legend, you know? It Friday just, is a funny ass movie. That, it's it's been a minute. I need to watch it again. Oh my god, please! And if anybody has never seen it, for the love of God, don't watch it on cable because they bleep out everything and it sucks. Don't like, watch the heat on cable either. Don't watch There's any. Just no. Don't watch any of those movies. On don't watch anything rated R on cable. Period. It's just gonna be a. Be like, uh, uh, it's gonna be a. You got knocked the freak out, and you're like, "What? No." Uh, like, you no. got knocked the freak out. I would have just. I would rather than take it out than be freak. When they dub over, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, darn. On a brighter note, 
Um, guys, happy birthday to Fiona Dorf today. Yay. I don't know how old she is, but she is a child. <laughs> She's so young. I, she has to be, what, like, 32 Maybe or something like 29 that. 29 forever. Yeah, she's definitely really young. Anyway, happy birthday to Fiona Dorf. Huge thank you for seeing our... So I mentioned her in our story. If you guys looked at our story on Instagram, if you don't follow us on Instagram, do it. And um, I mentioned her in our story and said happy birthday. And she motherfucking saw it. I would. I just, I, I just had to point that out. She saw. She saw our story. She did not respond, but that is okay. She saw it. Hey, anything that anything that has anything to do with Chucky or Child's Play, we have to give props to because he is the whole reason why we made this podcast. So, yeah. Our little man. Our little dude. He's so jealous. Anyway, happy birthday, Fiona. Happy birthday. So, Gunpowder Factory and all things haunted. This place. Oh my god. Okay. So, so I haven't actually been there, but Becky has. And if you guys remember, she actually mentioned it in a in a podcast, one of our first podcasts about mm-hmm. ghost stories. Um, she explained her experience, but she's gonna go a little more depth into it this time. Um, so I'm gonna let her her take over with her spooky story of the evening. So yeah, like I said, anybody that's grown up around Cincinnati, um, knows about the gun for the most part knows about the gunpowder factory and uh i found out about it in my teen years and um it was it still looks very similar to what it looked like then but there's and we'll get more into this when we get into the story of the history of the place but they've done a complete overhaul of it now because um there's going to be a brewery opening up there they're wanting to make it retail and commercial space um even a part loft apartments. So uh they're doing really? like really heavy construction, you know. I only knew about the brewery. They're doing a part Yeah, they're doing Should we really, talk about Danvers again? There's really yeah. It's <laughs> like it's there's a lot of heavy construction going around, not to mention the fact that it has been the area around it has been taken over by a nature preserve. So there's a very scenic bike trail that runs along the Miami River, which runs directly along the gunpowder factory and will go into why it was built by a river. Um, but anyway, so this place has been and has always been notorious for trespassers, myself included. <laughs> and uh, even more so, like, it once the story really caught on to how haunted it was, it's, like, heavily patrol. Look, I don't suggest anybody trespass anywhere. Definitely know we're haunted, but just don't, don't trespass anywhere. It's not worth it. It's not worth a spirit following you. It's not worth you getting arrested. It's just, it's just not worth it. And there's signs, there's cops, there's, there's always people around that area. So it's just like not even worth it. Um, if you do decide to visit it, you, there is a little parking area now because they do have the bike trail. Or if you just happen to take the bike trail, it's really beautiful and you can bike up alongside it and get really great pictures. But you definitely are not allowed to venture inside and I w- wouldn't recommend it. Um, so I'll get into my story real quick. I was, from what I can remember, about 16 or 17. And uh, I went with a group of friends at the time, three other girls that I knew. And, uh, they drove up there. We drove and, uh, stopped inside. Oh my God. I think to this day, how lucky we were that like nobody drove by, nobody saw us. We didn't get arrested. 
I just, I think to myself, like, I don't know if we were lucky or unlucky enough, however you want to put it, that nothing like that happened to us. But we drove inside, drove with the lights out so nobody could see us. And it's pitch dark. I mean, the only thing, it was literally, so this place, if you guys are listening to this and you're able to Google what the place looks like or have seen our pictures from the social media, like, this place is insane looking. And from the inside with no lights, and just moonlight shining down on you. It looks like something out of the creepiest fucking movie you can think of. So I was already creeped the fuck out to begin with. Um, and I knew a little bit of the history of the place. I really didn't know too much until recently the history of the place. I had just always heard that it was haunted. Because I had heard there was an explosion there. People died. And it's just been super haunted ever since. So we go into one part of the building. Um, again, not only am, are we lucky that we didn't get arrested, but we're lucky that we didn't fall through the fucking floor because there was just debris everywhere. You were just stepping all over everything. There was just like shit. I mean, oh my God, you would need a fucking tetanus shot. Like there was just boards and shit you were stepping all over. And, uh, it, it just was a dump. I mean, you could tell like. And then people had spray painted shit all on the inside of it. And what was really creepy is that, um, I guess at some point, and I'm trying to think, I don't know if this was before or, okay, I'm sorry, I was checking back in my notes. So it was actually in the late 90s that one of the original owners had tried to turn it into a haunted house. So by the time I had gone in there, it was like the early 2000s. So there were like pentagrams spray painted everywhere like i don't know if that was no, part of the thank you i don't know if that was part of the fucking haunted house or if that was just i don't know like that place has also been and again guys if you remember this it, another story i've told a couple of times since about the area that i drove to with somebody else that had the the eerie road with like the creepy house with the orb like this was all in around the same area so like i had heard all kinds of crazy shit about king's mills that there was like satanic activity you got this haunted ass gunpowder factory uh uh oh my god wait until we get into the history of king's island this is really gonna flip anybody else that's ever been there so ties into all this so anyway um we're in there we're walking around um and then Again, guys, I'm trying to work off of memory. So the next thing I remember is, I don't remember if I heard it or somebody heard something and we were all like, what? And then no sooner than we tried to turn to where we heard the sound, we all heard, and I to this day, this is the number one thing I never forgot, the most blood-curdling, unworld-like scream that... It didn't sound human, but it, I don't even know how to explain it. I, if you've seen movies where like people get like, or even any of the ghost shows where people will get recordings of something, it sounded like you were hearing a playback recording of somebody screaming. And what I attribute that more to now is that I think that the spirit, so if anybody is familiar with certain spiritual activity of spirits that are almost kind of stuck in this like, they're reliving the same moment over and over and over and over and over. I think that's what's happening with the spirits at Peter Cartridge Gunpowder Factory. And I think that that scream is just like, is a residual haunting 
from the explosion that happened. So, well, there come to find out there's been several explosions, but anyway, we all take off running, but prior to us running away, I myself either I dropped my cell phone or it fell out of my pocket. And I had one of those old if y'all remember the old brick Nokia's back in the day. It's what sunk the Titanic. The 50 the 5100s that busted the Titanic. Yeah. So, it's what you use that for never defense. die that never die ever. They're, they, if you still have one plugged it in, it probably still works to this day, I'm sure. Um, you literally could go a year without charging it. Like it yeah. <laughs> run them over. They were, like those, they were like those fucking flashlight infomercials that you could run it over with a truck and it's still fine. Like and the truck, okay. uh, the tire. Yeah, the tire, tire bus <laughs> open. So it dropped out. We run. I realize I don't have my phone. I freak out. I turn around and I see the phone standing okay so clearly it didn't fall on my fucking pocket like that and if it did that i don't know but it's standing i've never heard you know it was fucking happening but the chances of it it's standing on its base as if like someone's holding it there. somebody's holding it there and the light flashed on the green light on the front of the phone flashed on. There was no phone number or anything, but it was, I turned around, it's standing on in facing me and the green light flashed on. So I like slowly walk over to it, kind of look around, grab it real quick and take off. Cause by this moment they're already outside. I'm by myself. So I fucking just took off as soon as I grabbed my phone and we left and that was it. I would have been like, enjoy your new phone. <laughs> 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 no, at that point, I was more afraid of my my dad uh, killing me because oh, yeah. it was on his cell phone plan than I was more worried about. You were like, I'm more scared of my dad than his spirit right <laughs> now. Afraid. When you're when you're more afraid of your dad beating your ass than you are of a demon <laughs> or a ghost in a fucking. Well, people people ask me all the time. They're like, of your parents. you're really not like. They're like, are you that kind of person that's going to run away from a ghost or, like, stay, like, stay around? And I'm like, ghosts don't scare me. They genuinely don't. As long as there's no malicious intent or it doesn't catch me super off guard, they don't scare me. I'm like, I literally walked through the Ohio State Reformatory at one point with, we walked with no lights on, nothing, just walked in the darkness. And I was like, I felt fine. I felt safe. I didn't feel scared. And I'm like, there were spirits in there. Like, I didn't feel anything. I said, honestly, it's just, I said, it's more of a high than anything. Because ghosts, now, that situation, I would have been terrified. But that <laughs> fucked me up. Because I'm telling y'all, this is pitch dark. There was literally, you're seeing shadows everywhere. And the, at the time, there, see, coming around the corner from this place now, there's since been, like, a subdivision of houses built. That wasn't there then. So literally, like, you go down a road, there's nothing. You come around a bend, there's nothing. And then there's this big-ass fucking gunpowder factory. And then you have to go around this super sharp-ass turn over this bridge. It's fucking scary. There's no lights. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. How horror movies start? I know, right? <laughs> and I was the only black one. Okay. Uh, so mm, I'm gonna need you not ass. to go back there. My dumbass. So like, why? Anyway, and they all left me too, like motherfuckers. Anyway, so, okay. So, cl- seriously. Well, I'm not friends with them anymore. <laughs> obviously. So mm. 
Not because of Get that. Get together. Not because of that. But well, we weren't friends anymore. We after just, that. Night. Yeah. After that, that's what did it. That is what the fuck did it. So after that point, it's kind of crazy. I never really thought anything about it. I I told a few people the story on and off. Um, so flash forward years later, I um my husband and I are together. His brother, shout out to my brother-in-law, even though I don't know if he's ever listened to this, but he lives out that way. So you have to drive. I mean, you don't necessarily have to, but it's a faster way to get to where he lives to, you actually have to drive right past the fucking thing. So every time we would go out there, which would be quite a bit, it, I would really get creeped out. And there were a few times like where I couldn't even handle driving by there. Like he would go, okay, I'll go around it. Like that's fine with me because the place gives me the fucking creeps too. So before I even knew that story about you, I remember us going that way for something. I don't remember what we were doing, but it was, it was when I was first getting to know you, like we weren't that close yet and we drove by it and you got real stiff. And Mm -hmm. I, I, it was like, I don't know. I really want to know why we were going that way. Maybe it was King. No, it wasn't King's. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but you got like real stiff and you said you had, um, you said you see that factory off in the distance. And I said, yeah. And you said, I had a really bad experience there. And we never went that way again. For whatever reason, we did go that way, but I don't remember why. But that was the first oh, time you we had- were going to Horror Hound in Indianapolis. It was that, I thought we were going that way. I've only been to Hornhound in Indianapolis with uh, Chris and Hannah. I didn't go with you. We went to Days of the Dead. Was that the one we went to? Where do we, yeah, we did. I've never been to Days of the Dead. Or we went to the Horror Hound though. When we met. Tell uh, me who did we, who did we meet? (laughs) Because I wanted to meet, uh, no, why am I forgetting? I'm like, now? tell me, tell because me who we I'm met, like, and I'll probably remember. No, like, why am I forgetting his name? Oh, um, Ethan Embry, because he had come to a horror hound since that year. We have went to that and horror hound, right? We? I completely forgot about that horror hound. You guys we, were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay. We don't even know. So that <laughs> that was year, when Ian fucking whatever his name is photobombed us, right? So that that year. Ethan Embry had come to Horror Hound in Cincinnati to debut The Devil's Candy. And Amazing he was movie. signing... It's fucking phenomenal. He was signing autographs for free. And I guess that motherfucker didn't realize how popular he is. And it blew the fuck up. And I couldn't get anywhere near his line. So when I found out he was coming back and was going to be at the Indianapolis one, I was like, I don't even care. Take all my money. I must meet you. And uh, I was... A, anyway, I thought I made a fool of myself. But I did... Thank God Casper was there because I held it together pretty well now come to think of it. Well, I'm over here like, we never did that. Yeah, we fucking did. I'm like, girl. But I was like, if you tell me who we met, I'll remember. And Shane Elizabeth. We met Shane Elizabeth. She's because all gorgeous. the horror hounds start to... Con- con- I know. They, <laughs> they just start- kind of... You're like, which one? one? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, yeah, so it was probably, anyway, sorry guys, big segue. So it was probably about that time that we drove by there and I didn't really go into detail about it. I didn't realize the attachment I had to that place till more recently. So going into this podcast, I wanted to go back and I hadn't been back that way. And I was there the other day and um, I drove by there. It was during the day. So like I told you guys, now they're doing like really heavy construction around there. And I wanted to park and stop and take some pictures. I couldn't find anywhere to park. I, as I was approaching it, 
I started getting really heavy, like heavy weighted blanket feeling, started feeling like my whole body was getting really hot. And then as I drove by and started seeing all the construction, I started getting really pissed off, like angry. And then the anger turned to sadness. And then the farther I got away from it, I started crying and then I got really nauseous. And then that's when I realized I have had some type of attachment to that place ever since I went there. And I think that because it's still very much a residual haunting and because the death and the explosion was so horrific, these spirits are not happy that there's construction going on there. They are not happy about it at all. Well, it's just like literally like Danvers. Yeah. So I would be surprised. The activity. It does. Always when you hear about renovations or completely changing something where something like either tragic happened or it was a hospital or something like that. And then they revamp it. The spirits are like, fuck you. This is our home, basically. Which sucks for them. They already don't want to be turned into a fucking modern loft brewery apartment complex, whatever. I don't, I personally think it needs to be turned into some type of museum. I think places like that need to be respectful of the dead and turned into some type of museum. Which would be really preservation cool. Of the, the place has a lot of history and we'll go into that. It has a lot of history and it could definitely work out. And hopefully some of that they pay homage to when they decide to open the place up. But I'm telling you right now, whether it's businesses or apartments, that place has a lot of activity. That place is going to have a lot of activity. If it doesn't already. And I'm who knows honestly, what the construction workers are saying. I was honestly curious to even ask them, which I'm wondering if some of them either don't believe or maybe they're not even allowed to say anything. I don't know. Could that would be hurt business when in I reality mean, it would probably bring business. Well, I'm telling you right now, if stuff starts to happen in the places that are there, they'll capitalize on it. Well, there's a place down in downtown Hamilton. It used to be Ryan's Tavern. I don't know what it is, some kind of Asian cuisine now but the upstairs is haunted and the guy told me i walked in when it was ryan's tavern um which is an italian no (laughs) a um it's not what is that called irish there we go i was like some kind of eye it was an irish place one of the eyes and um (laughs) i'm struggling tonight guys okay i'm tired as hell so um i walked in there and i was like so your upstairs is haunted he's like yeah you can go check it out if you want and the person I was with, my cousin, who's not even listening to this, more than likely, wouldn't go up there with me. And I was like, bitch, I'm not going upstairs in this place I don't know by myself. you fucking crazy. So I didn't Ew, end up going. No. And now I'm kind of sad because I'm like, I would do it by myself now. So I'm kind of sad. Uh, one place I but. definitely plan on going. Well, again, one, there's a place in Lebanon, the Golden Lamb, if anybody's familiar with the Golden Lamb, that place completely embraces the fact that it's haunted. And that place is very haunted. And it's (laughs) They're like, we are really haunted. I want to go. So guys, Lebanon is such a beautiful, cute little town anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's just fucking adorable. It's just the cutest fucking town. So I just want to go in there anyway, because the place is, is a lot of history in that building. Like, I think George Washington stayed there. Like, there's been presidents, like, old presidents from, like, 1700s, 1800s that have stayed there. So I just want to go there for the history. But the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, it's haunted. We totally embrace it. We have tours. You can look around. I'm like, fuck. We should. Yes. We should plan to do that soon. We need to make that happen. Let's make it happen. So. Let's make it happen. Because they're like, we are really haunted. We are really haunted. We have a lot of ghosts and we want you to see. We are really haunted. 
I seen on TV. <laughs> I, was awesome. I was like, how are we going to finish that? Perfect. I was like, what rhymes Perfect. with C? <laughs> I can't rhyme. Um, <laughs> I can. But she ain't right got now. no time to rhyme. Not now. You said you were struggling, girl. I might be. Um, it's the, y'all, it's like raining. It's cold. It's the weather we got a candle it's the weather you want to get under a blanket and just watch scary movies it's the perfect spoopy weather for sure it really is yes i know kids aren't happy that it's gonna rain tomorrow but halloween's apparently being moved to friday is it really some in some places some places yeah it seems like the last for some reason here in ohio and the part of ohio we live in in cincinnati it just seems like I don't even know how long it's been. Like the last, at least the last few years, it's rained every fucking Halloween. Halloween and 4th of July are like the two (laughs) stormy, rainy weather uh, holidays. When it just decides like, oh, we're going to rain. And this is what it does on Christmas. Fuck up all your plans. We either get a blizzard or it's 60 degrees and sunny. (laughs) You never know what your Christmas is going to be like. You never know. Or it'll blizzard the whole week before. And you're like, oh, it's going to be a white Christmas. And then it's like 60 degrees and sunny. And And then you're literally on Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Like, I'm hot. And it's Christmas. I'm like, the one time I'm actually in the mood for fucking Christmas, and it's hot. (laughs) Motherfuckers. Anyway, so getting about, getting into the history of the place, because I just, if you guys hadn't heard that story, I really wanted to preface that story. So um, just letting you guys know, I've had my own experience there that I definitely believe the place is haunted. Um, but please don't trespass. Oh my God. Don't trespass. Especially now there's lights everywhere. There's all they going to see you cops patrolling all the time. Your ass is going to get caught. It's not even fucking. Worth I'll probably it. visit it once it opens just to just, just to go just to visit it. But I'll probably experience a lot of what Becky's experienced. So yeah, it's, um, I'll probably walk in and be like, this is nice. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to come home. Salt bath, sage, smudge. <laughs> Sage and smudge. Smage. And smage. And had to smage smudge. everywhere. What are you doing? I'm smudging. I'm smudging. Sharks right and skunks. <laughs> I missed that. Bad lip reading. It was so good. I almost choked. Oh my God. That was. Oh, what are your favorite bad. animals? Sharks and, and skunks. skunks. <laughs> If you guys haven't seen the Walking Dead bad lip reading. Watch all of them. Carl Papa is the best shit that's ever happened. But at some point, watch I literally know Carl Papa front to back. Mm -hmm. I could sing it for you right now, but we're not going to do that. It's my dad's ringtone when he calls me. Anyway. um, Because he heard the gingerbread boy. Because he's pretend bread boy. (laughs) A little cookie man. Never wave. No, we're not. No, we're not going to do it. Because we'll do the whole fucking song. (laughs) Guys, just... You'll know what we're talking about, and if you don't know, just Google it, YouTube it, and watch all of them. They're amazing. Christine. Anyway. So we're going to be utilizing <laughs> most of um, a really great article that uh, Maxim Alter wrote back in 2017 for local Channel 9 uh, affiliate in Cincinnati, WCPO, um, about the gunpowder factory, and then kind of back referencing a little bit to Wikipedia too. So um, the gunpowder factory is known as the Peters cartridge factory. Um, It's located at 1415 Grandin road in Kings mills, Ohio. Um, In the article here uh, from channel nine, 
it talks about a former owner uh, by the name of Roland Strobel, who was 53 at the time of the uh, of the time that this article was written. And uh, he mentions that um, we've run thousands of people off the land over the years. Some have been prosecuted. I, at the time of owning it, had an officer basically as a 24-hour watchman. Um, he had dogs and guns and even confronted a few youngsters at the time. And Strobel goes on to say that even though he no longer owns the property, he knows that the problem hasn't gone away. Um, at the time the article was written, a Hamilton Township officer by the name of Joe Smith said that in the last four months, there had been calls to the property at least six times and said that he himself has had to respond to the former plant up to 10 times just in that past week. Uh, it is noted that this article was written in October, so I'm sure the closer it gets to Halloween, the more activity this place starts to have. Um, he goes on to say that I've heard the stories growing up. Uh, the building is neat because of the history, but the officer said that he didn't personally think it was haunted and it doesn't bother him. Um, but it goes into more stories about... Uh, when now this is how I first found out more history about the place after I had visited there. Um, later in the 2000s, there was a blog called Forgotten Ohio by a guy named Andy Henderson. It's no longer exists. I tried to look it up prior to recording and I couldn't find it. Um, but it had a lot of really great pictures of the inside of the powder factory, gunpowder factory. Um, and some of the pictures that he took are some of the ones that, like, I remember telling you guys of, like, the pentagrams on the wall, um, weird gravestones shaped in a circle. Uh, there was also a picture that still creeps me out to this day. And like I said, if anybody can find it, I would, I tried and I couldn't find it. But someone had taken, it was someone that had taken a picture that sent it into him that one of the windows, I think they've been all but broken out now, but when there were still windows on one side of the building, somebody captured a really freaky picture of a face looking back at them. And this was in broad daylight that wasn't at night. I mean, you could have said it was a reflection. I didn't think it looked like a reflection. Uh, and they even zoomed in on the picture to try to see if they could make out if there was somebody up there. There was nobody up there. And if there would have been, they would have been trespassing. But... Clearly, it looks like a, a ghostly face. You can see through it in the picture. Um, it even said that uh, where the cables were to the elevator at the time were just swinging. They would all of a sudden swing by themselves when nobody was there. Um, another guy who ran a blog called Creepy Cincinnati by the name of Rick Finbers. He's a resident of Cincinnati. Um, he said that he trespassed there a few years ago onto the property. Um, he personally didn't stay long because he said that um, he started hearing footsteps in one part of the building where there was a stairwell that came to an end. So that freaked him out enough that he left. Um, Roland Strobel, again, referencing the guy that used to own the property years ago, said that the pentagrams even though they are creepy, according to him, they have nothing to do with any type of demonic rituals. He said that back in 1998, when his dad owned the property, his dad turned it into a makeshift haunted house. So according to Strobel, a lot of the things that are spray painted on the walls, or at least were at the time, back in 
the early 2000s were all a part of this haunted house that his dad tried to uh, put up uh, to make money off the place. Um, And after it was abandoned and he sold off the property, they just left them there. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't add any more to the fucking creep factor. Plus, of course, the place laid abandoned for quite a number of years. And I'm sure, you know, homeless people probably came in and out through there, you know, God only knows what. And hey, you know what? I wouldn't put it past some people that are into conjuring demons and doing that type of activity of using a building like that. A lot of times they do. They use cemeteries and graveyards and purported haunting built haunted buildings to conjure up demons because they know that this, they sometimes see these areas as like a portal. So they think that they can bring through demonic activity or their idea of the devil or Satan or whatever, which is fucking stupid. And it's, it's stupid because you're just, you're, you're, first of all, it's disrespectful. Second of all, don't conjure up demons. Like, don't do that. Just don't do that. Just don't. Just on so many levels, don't do that. <laughs> like, please don't, don't do that. Don't be making no demons. We don't demons. need no demons. Don't be making no <laughs> deals with the devil no, to get that. riches. You've seen how that went. Yeah, that never works out well for anybody. So, um, getting into more history of the place. So, um... I'm going to go now more into referencing uh, the Wikipedia page. Uh, There was a man by the name of Joseph Warren King who purchased the Austin and Carlton Powder Mill on the Little Miami River in 1855, and he expanded it as the Miami Powder Company, including the company town of Go Station, Ohio. King sold the Miami Powder Company in 1877 to build the Western Powder Works with the company town of King's Mills, at more at a more favorable hydropower location downstream of Go Station. Um, there's still kind of some remnants of where Go Station is outside of King's Mills. That was kind of the small little town that was incorporated near the plant that basically housed the people that worked there at the time. And then King's Mills was just kind of built on top of that and around it. So again, like I mentioned, with it being along the river, this was due to the fact that they used hydropower. Uh, at the time, in the late 1800s. Um, A wooden dam diverted water into a power canal through a gorge in a narrow valley between steep adjacent hills. Manufacturing facilities were dispersed along the two-mile power canal to minimize damage during infrequent explosions. King's son-in-law, Gershom Moore Peters, began working at the powder mill in 1881 and became president when King died in 1885. Peters formed the Peter Cartridge Company in Kings Mills in 1887, and machinery was manufacturing 4,000 cartridges per hour by 1889. Um, So that's why it's known as the gunpowder factory, because that's what uh, ultimately was built there, was to make uh, cartridges with gunpowder in the late 1800s. So where the... So going back into the history, like I was saying about how this ties into King's Island. So if you are driving from a certain point where Peter Cartridge Company is up on top of the hill, if you look off in the distance, that, and again, it's not that far, it's just a few miles down, you can actually see the famous King's Island Eiffel Tower off in 
the distance um and even some of the rides that are there now um you can Probably actually see back. right so the and the other tower the drop zone tower you can see mm-hmm. that too Based, so uh, not, uh in vertigo probably right. and so where i girl i well they keep y'all. changing the names of all i've these been bitches. to king's island in 10 fucking years so i drove past there the other day i was like the fuck like i didn't recognize half of what i saw See, like so. face off and drop zone and eiffel tower and dragon dragon what did i just say Inversion. diamondback diamondback now is diamondback in vertigo drop tower or something like that i'm like stop changing the motherfucking names of these well, top, king's top island, gun was the bat first and then it was top gun king's island went under okay so king's island opened up in the 70s and then into the 90s King's Island was bought by Paramount. Everybody knows Paramount, the big production company that's made several movies. So when Paramount bought it out, Paramount changed the names to a lot of rides and then even incorporated a lot of rides that were based on Paramount movies. So again, like Top Gun was a Paramount movie. There was a to- there was a Tomb Raider ride, the Tomb Raider movie. So they were all based that. on movies. Oh my God. It was so good. I always thought about it. I love that ride. Um, <laughs> so I love that ride so much. So then when Paramount sold it i think cedar fair ended up buying it so cedar fair is cedar point all the cedar parks um the one that's up in sandusky ohio they bought it they changed the names again because they had to completely distance themselves from paramount so they took all that shit out changed all the names they've since changed the names again (laughs) added new rides the some of them are leaving now. I don't know. Like I told you guys, I haven't been there in 10 years. So I, I can't keep up except for what I see in the news. And it's gotten so overpriced and overrated anyway. That's just my opinion. But anyway. The park itself isn't overrated. No. The haunt is overrated. That got overrated, yeah. Because actually go King's Island is amazing, but um, the, the, par- the haunt is amazing. I am going to go back for the Winterland. I suggest everybody it's do so that. It's so much. It's so pretty. I loved it when I was a kid. It was my favorite thing. They got rid of it uh, later on, and then a few years ago, they decided to bring it back, and I'm going this year, and I'm so excited. So for anything, if you live in the area or live in Ohio or have ever wanted to visit, definitely visit in the summer. If you like amusement parks, it's a great amusement park to go to. It really is. But the Winter Wonderland thing that they do there, it's so cute. It's just, it's adorable. And it's absolutely, it. it's cold, but it's gorgeous. It's its legitimately gorgeous because they make the whole um, fountain area an ice rink. And mm-hmm. people are skating. You yep. can ice skate on it. Mm-hmm. If you pay, you can ice skate on it. They have carolers it. that come by and it's just It's so really neat. Okay, so fun fact real quick about Kings Island. Um, two celebrities started their careers at king's island back in the day in case you guys want to know a little quick fun fact um so they i think they still do this but i don't know if they do they used to put on like shows at king's island they do like it. stage shows they still do it so apparently they still do that um <clears throat> excuse me carmen electra everybody fucking knows who carmen electra is carmen electra went to my high school and when she was in high school. That was one of her first jobs. And a video from her performing there before she was Carmen Electra got picked up and seen by Prince. And that is how she got her start. In case you guys didn't know that. Um, And then another fun fact, uh, the boy band, 98 Degrees, got their start at Kings Island as a barbershop quartet. And I actually remember remember seeing them 
back in the day when way before they were ever 98 degrees. <laughs> like, so yeah, little fun fact. Had some famous local go to Cincinnati celebrities that got their start at Kings Island. As and some of them go. Summer jobs. And some of them just go anyway. Because like I said, it's a really dope amusement park. I mean, if you're into amusement parks, I have a I have a really bad back and arthritis, so I can never do roller coasters again. But if you're a roller coaster enthusiast, it's there's a lot of history to the place. It's been around for years and it's just it's just worth going. Um and the view from the Eiffel Tower is breathtaking. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh but Kind of going into more of the darker history of Kings Island. Um, the back part of Kings Island. So, like, Kings Island is fucking huge. It really is. Like, the land that it sits on is really big. And there's property way far in the back of the park where there is a ride, assuming it's still there, called Whitewater Canyon. Oh, yeah, it's still there. So I was just there last year. Back in that <laughs> part of the ride, there's a whole bunch of wooded areas. And that part used to all be, um, the, uh, nope, sorry if you guys remember. That used to be <laughs> Joseph Warren King's, um, that was the great, the great Western Powder Works. That's where that was. Oh. So that property, all of that, if you guys look at it on a Google map, you'll be able to see like how huge it is. And if you look at the back part of the property and then kind of Google from there where Peter Cartridge Gunpowder Factory is, they are really close. They're just within a few miles of each other. And that's where the original, um, where his factory stood. Then you have the Great Miami River. So you've got the hydropower plant. And then when King died, his grand or grandson, son-in-law, Peters took it over and then built the cartridge company closer to the river. So it like it's right on the fucking river. If you ever see it, like I said, you have to go around this like real narrow bend, and then there's this bridge that goes across the river. So um, it was a really great space to utilize because you've got the river running right along it. So you've got the hydropower, and then you have a. Uh, railway car that run that ran in between uh that factory and then the other one um but then of course that triggered a really horrible explosion so um let me see when every time you say so funny fact here every time you say peter cartridge I don't know why I either think of A, Peter Parker, <laughs> or, or B, the Partridge the family. The Partridge family. <laughs> Hello world, this is the song that we're singing. We'll make you happy. Like every time you're like Peter oh, Partridge, I'm like Peter Parker. We'll be bringing. I'm sorry. I love that you're just still going. <laughs> Dude, I used to love the fucking Partridge family. I know the whole goddamn thing. R.I.P. R.I.P. Keith Cartridge or uh, David Cassidy. R.I.P. Somebody. I'm like David. I'm like R.I.P. David Cassidy. David Cassidy died uh, last year or so. R.I.P. David Cassidy. That show was amazing. I didn't watch it. Drive around in a colorful bus and playing a band and jealous. <laughs> I'm like she's either talking about Spider Man or the Partridge no, Family. No, not know. talking about Spider Man. They did not. Spider Man did not well, drive. No. You know what? Crossover. About, like, crossover. Spider Man. Driving across the country in a colorful bus. Peter Partridge. <laughs> Peter Peter Partridge picked a pike of pickled peppers. I will not even try to say that five times fast. What Peter Piper picked a pike of peppers? Pippily. 
Jesus. Oh my god. So anyway, we'll just throw that in there because every time you say it, I'm like Peter Parker or the Partridge Family. Peter Peter's what? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. God. I can't help it. I find myself saying that as often as I can. Um, every moment of the fucking day. Every moment you can. So, again, like I mentioned, both factories uh, were thriving in the ammunition business at the time. Uh, like we said, they're just wheeling out 4,000 cartridges an hour. So, he's making all kinds of money. And then, tragically, on July 15th, 1890, uh, due to railroad negligence, it caused two loaded rail cars to collide right by where the... Uh, gunpowder factory is and it triggered a huge explosion and 12 people died uh the blast caused an ensuing fire which ended up destroying the entire railroad station the freight office two of the office buildings the shelf factory the cartridge loading plant a large warehouse and the home of six of the employees uh peters later rebuilt the plant on the other side of grandin road so actually now come to think of it, where the original building was, it was actually on the other side of the river, where there's like a real weird hairpin turn. And then when you're coming up a hill, you can actually see kind of off to the side on a hill, like remnants of where there was a railroad track at one time. So it's kind of weird because now where the plant actually stands that wasn't until, so the original plant that he built in uh, 1887 is not the original one that was there. That was later rebuilt um, in 1890 after the explosion. Um, so most of the structure that still stands today is along, like I said, it's called the Little Miami Scenic Trail. So it's actually a bike path that starts all the way in Loveland that goes all the way up it like takes you under the um oh that joseph morrow bridge it takes you under that bridge and then yeah so it starts like all the way it starts all the way back there it's beautiful it's a beautiful trail if anybody's interested in taking it but it will take you right along the river right past um down by the river yeah (laughs) so over the next century there were actually 10 other explosions that happened in that area that killed more than 21 people and injured dozens of others. Um, the King powder factory, like we mentioned, that was basically the whole, most of the whole backside of where Kings Island stands today. There was a, um, blast that happened there in 1942. That was so intense. Newspapers at the time said that it shattered the shockwave shattered windows 30 miles away in Northern Kentucky. So you got to think like when the railroad cars exploded in 1890, they were carrying ammunition. So with the explosion and the fire and then the ignition of the gunpowder near that close to the building and the railroad cars, that's what caused that one to be so big. Like that one was huge. But then the other one that happened was even bigger. And that was actually just within, within the building that was closer to where Kings Island is now people 30 miles away in Kentucky blew their windows out. So if anybody has seen Ghost Hunters, uh, the early incarnation of Ghost Hunters, 
Um, I can't remember exactly which season it was. It wasn't an early, they were on for 10 years. So it was probably maybe the fifth or sixth season later on in the years of the show. They came to Cincinnati and they investigated Kings Island and specifically the area that I mentioned back along, back where Miami Whitewater, or Miami Whitewater Forest, Jesus Christ, back where, um, it's like totally different area, where, that's in Indiana, oh my, I was so, like, um, like, it's not even anywhere near there, so, yeah, like, <laughs> I told you guys, like, struggling, we'll get through this, we'll do it together, hold hands, um, it's near, when they did it, yeah. back where the, um, Whitewater Canyon is, when that explosion happened, the people that died in that explosion, they actually buried them in a cemetery that's within walking distance of where Whitewater Canyon is. And those bodies are still there. So people that have actually worked at Kings Island, specifically back in that part of the park, have said at night, you always see stuff back there. Always. You see stuff, you hear stuff. The cemetery is still there. The bodies are still there. They did not move them when Taft Broadcasting bought that property and turned it into Kings Island back in the 70s. It's still there. Well, um... So, check it out. Have fun next time anybody goes to Kings Island. It's haunted. No, uh... I'm gonna be like, can I ride Whitewater Canyon at night, please? Can I make a pit stop? Is that cool? I just need to go over there real quick and like, you know, check it out. I just need to say hello. I just want to say hello to some hello. spirits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, there are two kinds of people. You can either go hello or hello. Right now I'm feeling more hello. I don't hello. <laughs> hello. So the factory itself, um, it was actually, let me see here real quick. So. No, you're not allowed to see crap. here real quick. I like totally lost where I was in my notes. Um, so prior to the, prior to the explosion in 1942 at the King's Powder Company, which was a few miles away from Peter's Gunpowder Factory, um, that gunpowder factory was actually sold in 1934 to Remington Arms Company. Um. If anybody is familiar with firearms, you've heard of Remington Arms. Um, they ran the plant all the way through World War II, um, manufacturing firearms and ammunition for the war at the time. So the factory itself left, uh, Remington Arms left in 1944 and sold the property to Columbia Records. Everybody's heard of Columbia Records. And they used the property to make phonograph records. Later on in 1950, Seagram's Distillery bought the company um, and used it as a warehouse for 20 years. Landmark Renaissance Corporation purchased the building in 1979, renamed it the Kings Mills Technical Center, and lens crafters for a very short period of time leased the property to make eyeglass lenses. Um, the facility was added to the National Registry of Historic Places in 1985, and then after being passed off from developed or developer is when it was ultimately sold in 1998 to the man I mentioned before named Roland Strobel. Um, he said that he, when his dad decided to buy the place, uh, he told his dad, don't touch it. Don't touch it with a 10 foot pole were his exact words to his dad. He, he just, 
according to him, it wasn't even so much of the, the bad history of the place with the people dying. It was just something bad gave him off a vibe. This is just, just don't do anything to it. What about a 39 um, and a half foot pole? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 39 and a half foot pole. I love okay, you so much. <laughs> that was amazing. I just, you said 10 foot pole, and I was like, my brain, this is how my brain works. My brain was like, 39 and a half foot pole. That's exactly what happened in my brain just now. You're, You're like, welcome. since my brain is like, hello. My brain's <laughs> like, hello. 39 and a half foot pole. Like that's where that's where my brain went immediately. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um <laughs> I'm an idiot. Sorry. So Strobel's father uh had originally invented inven- I'm fucking you up. <laughs> I'm fucking you up real bad. He had originally envisioned the place to be residential living quarters. And, uh, unfortunately he just didn't have the money to dump into it. He said at the time that he would have probably needed about $30 million to completely renovate it. And he just didn't have it. Um, again, he tried to open it up as like a haunted house attraction in the nineties that didn't really generate a lot of business. Um, in 2003, um, at the time of him still owning it, there was a horror movie. I literally could find no information about this movie except that it was called The Factory. Uh, I found a, a poster about it. It I supposedly had come out in 2003 or was shot in 2003. I couldn't find any other information about it. Um, but again, over the years, um, so yeah, 2003 even would have been prior. So it probably would have been around 2000 that I went in there, that I had my experience there. So this would have been just after Mr. Strobel would have purchased the property and then before it, the movie being shot there. So basically the property even around that time was just completely abandoned. It wasn't being used for for really anything. Um, so in 2012, uh, think actually sometime between 2010 and 2012 developers by the name of Steve Bloomfield and Ken Schoen looked at the guts of the former ammunitions factory and saw opportunity. They envision 130 high end loft style apartments, indoor parking and family friendly shops and restaurants. They, uh, Strobel sold the property to them and, um, what was passed on from the father to the son and the son sold the property to them for just under a half a million dollars in 2014. Um, they, uh, they're based out of Walnut Hills. They announced that they were planning on putting $25 million into plans of turning it into a luxury living paradise. Um, but over the years has been met with a number of setbacks. So like I said, I'm sorry, it was actually in 2009 that they originally were looking at the property. And around that time was when the EPA, the United States Environmental Protection Agency, had called an order to cleaning up all of the surrounding area of the factory due to a massive amount of soil contamination over the years. So you guys have got to think. Uh, all of the chemicals that go into making gunpowder and ammunition led to the water and the soil being contaminated with lead, copper, mercury, boiler ash, and slag. 
whatever slag is. It sounds like a horrible word. Um, slag so, is this purple stuff that's in Borderlands that makes people slow. So it you gotta get be rid of that shit. Relative to that, <laughs> gotta get rid of that shit. So the EPA put the property on its national priorities hazardous waste site list in 2012. I remember, so I got married that year. I actually remember reading about this. I thought that was fucking crazy because I hadn't thought about this place in in quite some time, except for driving past it, of course, but hadn't really thought about it until I found out, oh my God, this place, they literally, the EPA cited it as a fucking like waste dump. And I'm like, "Eh." it's not good to go there. Eh, It's terrible on so many levels. So even though, okay, so this is what was really crazy. Even though Strobel in 2012 still technically owned the property the epa made dupont so dupont people know the it's not dupont 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 the carpet cleaning company people know dupont uh carpet cleaning i like dupont they dupont they were held (laughs) we're just gonna say dupont they were held uh responsible for cleaning the place up and they went back and forth on this because they were like, wait, why would we be held responsible? Well, this is why. If you guys remember me telling you that when it was sold off in 1934 to Remington Arms, technically Remington Arms still owned the building. It, the, even though it kind of changed hands after that in the 40s, uh, the building was still registered to Remington Arms, who hadn't had charge of the property since the 40s. So DuPont, uh, DuPont, DuPont, I'm sorry, excuse me, (laughs) DuPont owns at the time Remington (laughs) Arms. And so they were held responsible for it. Uh, They, they went back and forth for like the next three years. And ultimately the EPA is like, we don't care what you say, you need to clean this up. So in 2015, Um, They put in $5 million to cleaning this entire area. It stretched a half mile all around the trail in the factory. Um, It took over a month to complete. Um, But I would just like to say that on the third day, God created the Remington bolt action rifle (laughs) so that man could fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. (laughs) Amen. I'm comedic relief tonight. My brain's just, like, shooting out this shit. Damn, you Remington arms. <laughs> oh, my God. Causing all this trouble. Um, so that was one snag that they ran into. Um, and then when the ownership changed hands to Bloomfield and Schoen in 2014, they ran into a budget of needing to spend over $100,000 to tap into the water and sewer systems. Um Ultimately, they thought it was going to be $100,000. Uh, it ultimately ended up costing them close to $980,000 to tap into the water and sewage system. Um, so by, it went from $100,000 to literally a million. To literally a million dollars. They only budgeted. <laughs> so by the time they bought it in 2014, they bought it for just under half a million dollars and were planning on putting $25 million into it, but then got set back. Uh, they didn't have to pay the five million to clean it up, but that set it back. And then when they only budgeted a hundred thousand dollars for water and sewage, uh, Warren County 
it's the county that Kings Mills, the city of Kings Mills is in, ultimately came back and told them like, no, it's going to cost you closer to a million. So it took another two years for the commissioners of Warren County to all to decide to cut that budget in half. They decided to work out a deal with Bloomfield and shown and uh, only gave them uh, cost was only going to ultimately cost them $500,000 in fees, which is still quite a bit over the original $100,000 budget. Um, at this time, so this, like I said, this article was written in 2017 when Warren County decided to cut the fees in half. And then after that, the team would no longer comment on the progress of the development. Um, they wouldn't say a timetable of when the project was gonna be completed. Um, and the article just ends uh, by saying, for now, the historic structure remains towering over bicyclists and joggers taking in the scenery of the Little Miami Trails. Um, a lot of seniors still have their senior portraits taken there. Um, like I said, this isn't a really, really beautiful area. Um, and where after the EPA cleanup, where a lot of trees were cut down along the side of the built, which is technically the front of the building facing the river, it's the scenic trail is absolutely gorgeous. Um, but more recently, I've noticed, uh, like I said, I've driven past there just within the last couple of days. Um, and then, like Casper mentioned before, um, we found out last year that they are planning on in the lower part of the building putting in a brewery there. Um, and apparently they're still planning on putting apartments there because the property is still owned even today, now two years after this article by Bloomfield and Schoen. So um, like I said, there's a lot of, from the timing that I remember being there originally inside that building some 19 years ago to just a couple of days ago when I drove past there, it looks very different. The land around it's been cleaned up and there is so much construction going on around that area. I mean, from top to bottom, there was cable, you know, electrical trucks. There was all kinds of, you know, cranes and everything. I mean, they are just, it's constant. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Constant fucking construction going on there. So, um, like I said, the spirits aren't happy about it. Um, and I think, I think it just goes into a lot of different things. I think that just the spirits around that entire area are just very restless. Um, and then like we mentioned too, if you guys can find that episode of ghost hunters, uh, that, that is a really interesting episode. They actually did capture a few things, uh, back in that part of King's Island, back in that wood you area. You see a lot of it on the train ride. If you take the train ride at that too. King's Island, yeah. there is parts that's haunted in the the front of King's Island where there's a... Basically, if like a work place or someone has like it rented out, basically, there's this really nice area um, that place is haunted too. Like a conference center. The conference yeah, center. like a conference center. That the conference is center is too. haunted. Yeah, that was another thing they mentioned. Um, so yeah, just surrounding that whole entire area between the explosion that happened back in 1890 and then the one that happened in, uh, you know, in the 1920s that happened in the other property, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that place, you're talking 
now anywhere between 30 to 50 people that died within that span of time. And that's, not not great deaths either. <laughs> oh my God, an explosion? Like, my God. Body limbs flying off, body on your body's on fire. I mean, even if you didn't feel anything in the initial blast, I mean, I don't know. I just had this feeling like when I knew that I felt something attaching to me there. I just, I felt like, you know, you basically like, you're there, you're working, all of a sudden there's this explosion. And then I wonder if there's this moment because you didn't feel anything, if you almost don't even know you're dead, because you kind of like, quote unquote, wake up and you're like still the same. You're still in the same place. You're still doing the same thing. And then you have to realize like, no, I'm, I'm actually dead. Like I didn't make it in that explosion almost kind of like the Maitlands after the car crash in Beetlejuice like where they wake up in the house now Barbara I don't think we survived the crash or David I don't think we survived the crash like it's like no you fucking didn't goddamn sandworms um so <laughs> those goddamn sandworms. goddamn sandworms um so Another reason, real quick, why they decided to build uh, the Cartridge Company factory along the river was that there were a large amount of willow trees. Um, you'll see some of the, those even to this day when you drive by. And those trees were burned to charcoal to make the gunpowder that went into the ammunition. Um, and yeah, that's really all the history that we have of the place. So um, pretty solid, though. There's a lot of history. Like I said, there's a lot of history that went into the place. Um, oh, wait, here, I've got more I've got more information about the... So the brewer company is going to be called Cartridge Brewing. So basically after Peter Cartridge Company. Um, and then that's, I think that's kind of the majority of the construction that's going on there. Um, and so uh, on top of the brewery, there is still planning on being the um, restaurants and retail space and uh, apartments, uh, 135 loft style apartments. Um, the factory is 24,000 square feet. Um, so that entire space is going to take up the brewery, the apartments and retail space, as well as, um, I guess, some type of parking garage, too. So, yeah. Um, like I said before, I really hope that they somehow incorporate um, the history of this place, that they do set up some type of like little museum or something there that represents this space. Um, I do know too, um, so also in Kings Mills, near where the elementary school is, where um, Gershom, wait, I'm sorry, was that his name? No, that was the son-in-law. It was not Gershom Peters. It was Joseph King. His mansion is still in Kings Mills. It's literally within walking distance of the gunpowder factory. So if you're coming from one way on Grandin Road and you go past it over the bridge, you come around a hairpin turn up a hill. When you get to a stop sign to your right, there's a subdivision and right in front of you next to a park is where his mansion is. And there's a little historical marker sign. Um, I don't know if it's privately owned or if they've turned it into some type of museum. But like I said, there is a park next to it where you can walk up and kind of take a little picture of the historical sign. It gives you some history about him um, and the mansion itself there in Kings Mills. So, um, 
a lot of history in that place. Like I said, that, that, um, the King's company and then the Peter's company basically made the town of King's Mills. I mean, it's known now for King's Island, but that gunpowder factory, the both gunpowder factories, um, initially are what supplied jobs and commerce into that town to the people. Like that's why people moved to that town were for jobs. A lot of people from, um, Appalachia, a lot of people from the area, uh, from Dayton, Columbus, all moved to little King's Mills to work at this gunpowder factory because you could make really good money. And you even had a company owned home right there in this newly. So the town was essentially built around this. So you had a newly built home and a job secured immediately. But you also risk dying in a horrific fucking explosion because that's just an occupational hazard of working around gunpowder. So, um, Again, like I said, I, just to give my quick opinion about it, um, and I just feel like this about any place, I, like Casper and I were both saying, it just goes back to the Danvers State Asylum and them ultimately deciding to turn it into condos. Uh, I, I don't know if that's really a good idea. I, I don't, I, I, I think it's disrespectful. I think unless you have something there that's honoring them, it's kind of disrespectful. They don't like it. I mean, I know shit's going to happen. People got to make their money and you can't just let the building just dilapidate. You know, I would, I, it would sadden me if they just let it go into ruins and tear it down. That would be devastating. I definitely wouldn't want that to happen. So I am glad the building and its original base is going to still be standing, but, um, yeah, spirits are really restless. They're not happy about what's going on there. So all I can hope is that the place, once it's open, We'll give respect to the dead. Um, we'll honor them in some way. Um, and, you know, I do appreciate the brewing company actually naming themselves after that right there, calling themselves Cartridge Brewing. That's awesome. You're paying homage to the place and having respect, and that's appreciated. So um, I am, I will visit <clears throat> it. I mean, I know you and I talked about it. I'm, I'm totally down to touring it and actually seeing what it looks like once it's done. You know, I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, I do plan on, since I live close by, I do plan on going sometime and kind of walking around the trail and getting some really cool pictures of it. I'm not going to trespass inside anymore. Uh, (laughs) 16 year old me was a long time ago. Shouldn't have done it then. Definitely not going to do it now. So I don't suggest anybody else doing that. I'm okay. You will get arrested. I don't want to do that. You will get an attachment. And arrested. <laughs> and then you got to deal with that attachment in prison. And you're not going to have any smudge or smage or whatever in prison. <laughs> I'm doing some smaging. I'm doing some smaging. Smage. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in my Casper, body right Casper now. Casper just had this face like, ooh. I also forgot my face was done, and then I had to pee, and I got up and looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Did you scare yourself? It didn't didn't scare me. It was more, like, startled. I was like, oh. Like, oh. Oh. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Help. (laughs) So, guys, um, we hope you enjoyed 
Um, That's our last episode for Spoopy Month. But don't worry, we'll have more next year. Um, We're always going to be spooky, though. That's true. We we don't... We are spooky 365. Yeah, our spooky never stops. It's just that this is the Hashtag spooky never never stops. stops. Hashtag spooky never stops. We need to make that happen. SNS. Immediately. We SNS. Need to make that happen. Um, <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoy this episode and you listen to it on Halloween. And uh, again, if you are in the area and you do decide to visit, uh, just be respectful and don't trespass. And yeah. So next week, we're going to do something a little different um, because one of the subjects that we're going to be touching on in November is very near and dear to my heart. Um, So next week, we're actually going to be doing another haunted location. Uh, It will be the first episode of November, um, and it's going to be the Eastern State Penitentiary, which we're super excited because we're going to visit there in a couple years. Um, Hell yeah. But we're going to talk about that place. Um, super fucking haunted. If you guys want to... Super, super haunted. Super haunted. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to reference another Ghost Hunters episode, go... That was in the first season of Ghost Hunters. That is hands down one of the scariest fucking Ghost Hunters episode I have ever seen to this day. If you guys are not familiar with Eastern State Penitentiary... Go watch that fucking Ghost Hunters episode. It gives you a really great history. And they caught one of the scariest apparitions I have ever seen on camera that has never been able to be recreated. They've had the footage analyzed, not faked, not done in any way. And it... It's creepy. Even thinking about it right now, I've got like... I was afraid I was going to see something like that at Ohio State. Oh, girl. Because it's very similar. They look they look similar. Yeah, the cell blocks look very similar. Eastern states. I'm like, bitch. I'm like, if this motherfucker something runs down his goddamn. If something ran at us, I would have flown off the side of that and died. Like (laughs) I would have just yeeted myself. I would have just yeeted myself and I would have splat. Jesus take the wheel. Just jump off the foot. Like Jesus levitate me, because otherwise I'm splat and I'm gonna die. Right here, right now. (laughs) like something running that see that's what I mean by being scared I would be caught so off guard by something running at me that I would be like yeet (laughs) (laughs) immediately now that I've said that immediately and put that out in the universe yeah something's gonna run at me and I'm gonna be like you motherfucker listened to the podcast didn't you damn it these floating earphones y'all was listening Floating, floating AirPods, just, just literally, just because they don't have wire, they're just AirPods, just like in the air, just walking. <laughs> it's like you motherfuckers can afford AirPods, bitch. I need to be a ghost, goddamn. <laughs> so yeah, so next week, Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah, it's gonna be a great month. We we're doing some great. We're, we usually give you guys kind of a quick rundown. Um, so we'll be doing Eastern State, uh, the Friday the Thirteenth series. So I know that I've mentioned before, I'm not a fan of the series. Um, I watched the first two the other day for the first time in years. And, uh, you know, they're not really that bad. They really weren't that bad. Um, But we're going to watch the entire series. This is going to be my first Uh, viewing of the entire series. Oh, yeah, This is all for you, Mackenzie. Yeah, we love you. 
One of one of our best friends' birthdays is next month, and she loves Jason. So we owe it to her that we will do an entire Friday the Thirteenth series for Mr. Voorhees himself. And if you would like to know and more about Mrs. Mackenzie, Voorhees. yes. If you'd like to know more about Mackenzie, listen to our Jeffrey Dahmer episode because she's on it. Yeah, she did. That was a great episode. <laughs> um, our serial killer for next month is going to be um, another Cincinnati native, Mr. Charles Manson. Um, he was born and died in the month of November. So he's one of those appropriate technical serial killers, but not technical serial killers. Like he Ed Gain, like has a very interesting history, and I cannot wait into getting into him. He's one of my favorites. So let me some one. Manson. Um, and then. The cryptid episode we have all been waiting to do, and I know Casper has been dying to do it, is Skinwalkers. Um, I've never been, I was so excited about our Bigfoot episode. I'm even more excited about this one. This is going to be amazing. I'm I so actually, excited. if you guys see pictures of me, I have a necklace that is a uh, deer head, and it reminds me of a Skinwalker, and that's why I bought it. I'm obsessed with them to a very unhealthy degree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm so drawn to them that. In a way, I probably should be concerned about that, but um, as long as I never see one. <laughs> I think a lot of it with even like these haunted places we talk about is it's the history behind them and it's the Native American That's true. connection yeah, Native American. with skinwalkers um, that really, I know me personally, is what led me into being really fascinated by them and the history of them and then of course, learning about Skinwalker Ranch and that type of thing. And people like, still I need, see Skinwalkers out I there. I need so. more. I need documentaries on Skinwalkers. I need more. I need movies on them. I need. Because really, you have all this shit for Bigfoot. Which is understandable because Bigfoots are more believable. Bigfeets. They're more be- believable Big because they're animals. Skinwalkers aren't animals. So they're not as believable. Well, and, and I think they were held um in high regard. Uh there are a lot of Native American tribes that have certain um beliefs and things that they hold very dear to their tribes that they really don't want the outside world to know about. And a lot of these that they perceive as demons like skinwalkers, they really don't want a lot of outside people talking about it because they just think it stirs it up even more. They don't even like talking about them. No. They almost no. treat them like how the real Slender Man is treated, where it's like if you speak its name, if you research it, if you think more into it, it causes it to find you well and in their culture they're demons basically yeah. it's considered demons. but i mean so they, they like... match what demons are mm-hmm. they mock they shape shift but we'll get more into that later we're just gonna sit here and start talking November about skinwalkers gonna be and... a great month i'm excited for everything we're doing but i'm also kind of sad i always get sad the end of october because as much as i love the holidays i love halloween and i'm excited for halloween but i'm like eh. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things though where Halloween comes and goes but I'm like it's always Halloween <laughs> and my it's soul Halloween. except for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day I do watch Krampus 
Oh, guys, wait till motherfucking Christmas. It is on. It is on. I cannot wait about all the spooky Christmas shit we're going to do. Black Christmas. Oh, Black Christmas. Krampus. Fucking, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. And, of course, Nightmare Before Christmas. And we get a Friday the 13th in December. Yes, we do. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't escape us horror fans. You can't. You absolutely cannot. So, um, all right, guys. Well, sponsors. I guess the word from our sponsor, which is hilarious, coming out of my face right Buy now. Buy my shit. <laughs> a word from our sponsor. Buy my shit. <laughs> and that was a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone goes, "Um, excuse me. How does one buy your shit?" Well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so calm your body down. <laughs> the dog fucking did it. I hope that caught. That was perfect. Because the dog went boop. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, my neighbor's dog loves to bark all the time incessantly, but that was like perfect timing on that bark. It was so. perfect timing. Thanks for your bark. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Guys, so as you have seen on the gram, um, I have had the exclusive CRBD Halloween Scully bath bombs that are actually going to be extended until Saturday. So the sale was going to end tomorrow. We will extend it until Saturday. You guys have until Saturday to order. Um, anything that's ordered Saturday will ship out Monday. Um, so you still have time to order them as well as all of the other products on the Calm Your Body Down page on Etsy. DFWTO will get you free shipping on everything. And CYOURBD20 will get you 20% off everything. So still buy the Spooky Skulls. They will be here until the Saturday with a free gift included. Get that free shipping and your 20% off um with the coupon codes and I will be posting more pictures of some newer items to come there's going to be some new things coming in November some new stuff coming after Thanksgiving ramping up for the holiday so um just keep checking back the Instagram page all the time for information um and the Etsy page just go to etsy.com and search calm your body down thanks guys Calm your body down. <laughs> that was me. He didn't do it this time. I know. I was like, damn. He was so spot on. It was so close. All right, guys. So thanks again to all of our followers. Guys, we hit a thousand subscribers on Podbean, which is fucking awesome. And be on the lookout tomorrow for some posts of the Halloween we're going to have a Halloween post and we're also going to have me dressed up in full garb with the little Chuckster also dressed up in full garb and we're going to be absolutely fucking adorable together and wish you a happy Halloween. Please have a very safe and fun Halloween tomorrow. If it's raining, I'm sorry. Hopefully you'll Ugh. get to have a safe and fun Halloween on Friday. Yes. Um, if you would like to follow our social media, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Don't Fuck With The Original. Make sure you spell it to the letter. 
Twitter handle is DFWTO8811. If you would like to email us any concerns, questions, or comments, feel free to email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. Also, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, then make sure that you know whenever our episodes come out. Make sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, Podcast Addicts, Pod, or CastBox, and um, I'm forgetting the other one. CastBox, Podbean, Podcast Addicts, and Podcast Player. Also, you can give us a follow on Spotify. There we go. I was My so brain many. stopped. It just was like, <laughs> we're done. I was like, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hold on. <laughs> so, yes, come by next week for more spooky. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ashai, happy Halloween. And Hello. make sure to have a safe and great Halloween. And don't go to Pet Cemetery because y'all not go there. But go trick or treating. Go get some candy.